Hey guys, it's Amber here, and you are listening to the A-List Podcast. If you're interested in celebrity gossip, fashion, travel, and hearing my crazy experiences while being in the fashion industry, then take this journey with me and my various co-hosts and podcasts the right way. Check out my Instagram account at IamYesAmber and click the link in my bio to join the Patreon and subscribe to be a part of the A-List crew. See you there. Keep it real, why you want to fake? Make you shiver like an earthquake. Hit the ground like a landscape. Cookbook, cookbook, got your girl shush. Coming like a tsunami. Got that flavor. Ooh, mommy. I can tell that you want me. On the street like she's so freaky. Get fabulous and most beautiful Dolly Parton herself once said, don't get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. Welcome back to the A-List Podcast. I'm Amber, your host for today's episode, and we're talking about the work-life balance. That's right. It's just me today. And we're going to dive into how to ultimately get that balance because it's necessary, right? Right? Being at home and working from home during the pandemic was definitely one of those times that made a lot of us realize we need that balance. Being able to wash your dishes while you are sending out an email or throwing your clothes in the laundry and the washing machine while you are on a Zoom call with your camera off. I mean, it's just, it's so necessary and especially for someone like me, I just, I just don't see myself sitting in an office five days a week from nine to five. I mean, it's just not ideal. I mean, really who wants to do that? Like, I just, I don't know, but either way, even if that is what you're doing, there's a way to balance your home life, your life with your friends, your social life, and still be able to work be fulfilled, be happy. And so today we're going to dive into all the ways to do those things. Um, And I'm so happy to talk about this because for those of you who don't know, I am recently just in my first corporate nine to five career and it's been three years now. Um, And yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was great. It's nice. And now I'm like, all right, what's next? Because sitting in an office, wasting my life away in front of a computer is just really not what I want to do. Um, and so although, you know, it is what I went to school for, um, I currently work in fashion. Um, I still feel like, you know, we get caught up in the idea that you need to go to college, get a degree, and then go work for someone. And if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's taught us the opposite, is that you don't need to follow that timeline. You also don't have to go to college to make money. You don't have to have a degree to be successful. And I think it's really important for the youth today to know that to know that it is important to be educated and to um, know where you're going in life, but also know that it is not the end-all be-all. So what does it mean to have a work-life balance, right? Because 
I never thought of this prior to working a nine to five and I never thought of this prior to the pandemic. So when you ask that question, you know, sometimes people don't think of these things because it's, it's not relevant to their life because they don't realize that they need to balance that out. And so for me now that I am in that world and have been in an office setting for five days a week, but now, you know, have been remote, but then went back into the office, you know, on a hybrid schedule, I realized that I was my most happiest, you know, within this corporate career, um, working from home. It's really just did something for me. I was able to get things done that I needed to get done for myself, but also get my work done for work and then not have to go into the office and be fake and talk to people that you wouldn't normally talk to on a day to day. And now don't get me wrong. There are some people that I love that I see at work and we're cool and we may hang out after we may grab a drink. And I love that. And it's, and you have, you should have that because it's, you know, it gets you through your uh, your work schedule. And so I do enjoy that. But I enjoy my me time more than that. <laughs> so for me, I am like, I prefer to be home. Um, and right now it looks like that nine to five work structure is, you know, has been split up into three different types of work schedules. And so... There's the companies that have made their employees come back in five days a week. Sucks for them. I feel so bad because that is the worst. Um, And then you have the companies that are working now on a hybrid schedule where you're going in maybe three days a week and working from home the other two, um, which if you have to go into an office, I guess that's the ideal um, structure. Um, And then there's that work from home structure that a lot of companies didn't even seek out before the pandemic and have now gone fully remote and um, are not expected to go back into the office at all. And I love that for them. So those of you out there who was able and lucky enough to work for a company that decided to completely go fully remote and stay remote, um, kudos to you because you lucked out. And I love that for you. And I know a few people who um, were lucky enough to have that. And they're so happy. (laughs) They are so happy. And these are people with children. These are people without children. And so I think definitely if you have kids and you have a family, then um, what you see fit for you and your family, you know, then that's what it should be. You know, there's some people who have children at home and they're like, absolutely not. I do not want to be home. I need to go into an office. That is my away time. That is how I get away. It's my vacation. And if that works for you, then that's what you should be doing. That's what you should be seeking out. And so, um, not everything is for everyone and that's okay. Um, so You have that nine to five work structure and then you have the entrepreneur who their work life is 24-7, right? And so you have some people who are like, oh my God, I can't work a nine to five. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to start a business. Not realizing that that is your everyday day to day because you are in charge and you are responsible for making that business successful. 
And so although you are in charge of your own work schedule, <laughs> you are also in charge of making the money. And so if you don't work, you don't make any money. Um, so yeah, and I've never been the entrepreneur. I've never had the that in me because, I don't know, it's just not my thing. Like you, you have to be committed. And I love many things. And so... I like to hop around a little bit. I like to do a lot of things. I mean, if, if, listen, I have so many skills under my belt, you wouldn't even like freaking know. I have my associate's degree in marketing. I have my undergrad in marketing and business administration. I have my master's in fashion merchandising and retail management. Um, I am also um, a licensed real estate agent and... I am a certified life coach. So, I mean, I enjoy everything. I also was once a teacher. I also was a dance teacher, a drama teacher. I mean, I've done everything. But I feel like you should do all the things that you enjoy. You should try different things. And if you don't like it, you move on to the next. There's nothing wrong with that. Life is about seeking out your purpose. And if you don't seek out your purpose and you don't try different things, like how do you know what's for you? Ultimately, whatever is for you, learn to have the work-life balance, right? So even if you are an entrepreneur, just make sure you set aside days just for you where you aren't answering the phone or you let your employees know today is a wellness day for me. Health and wellness is so important and we're definitely going to dive into that on another episode, but like seriously, mental health is, I'm such an advocate for mental health. I'm such an advocate for going to therapy. I mean, Lord knows <laughs> who knows where I'd be without therapy. I mean, I don't know. Um, and it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you or that whatever is wrong with you means like you're bad or, you know, like it's the negative stereotype and the negative connotation on going to therapy is just, it's stupid and it sucks because ultimately we need to be thriving human beings in society. And so whatever helps you be that, I think you should do. And so therapy for sure helps you get through those tough times, those tough moments, you know, change. If you're changing careers, if you're moving from working a nine to five into entrepreneurship, like that's going to be a struggle. And so ultimately you need someone to talk to, you need someone to guide you through those tough times. And yeah, like we have friends to talk to and parents and that's great because, you know, hopefully you have that, but not everyone has that. Also, um, Sometimes you can't really get advice from people who haven't been through what you're going through because they don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe they have some nice words, but seek out a professional, please. <laughs> I just, I suggest it wholeheartedly. Okay, so how do you balance working a nine to five and being you, right? Because your job is not who you are. It's something that you do, right? So, um let's just say you're working in the office five days a week, right? How do you separate work and life, right? So one of the things that I truly, truly believe in um, is 
if I'm off at five o'clock, darling, I'm off at five. Okay. I mean, now if I'm working on something at five, at 445 and it rolls into five o'clock, I won't stop obviously. Right. Like I'm going to finish what I'm working on. And even if that takes me to 530, it takes me to 530, but then I'm out. Um, but if I'm not fully working on something important and it needs to go out right then and there and five o'clock comes around, it will get done tomorrow. It'll get done tomorrow. It's okay. And I've found that there are some people who have trouble with wanting to be perfect and making sure everything is done for the day. And if you don't get to something because you're so busy, then you don't get to it and it gets done tomorrow. I, I, I just, I can't stress that enough because I've seen people work till seven o'clock at night just simply because they feel like they have to. And you don't, okay? I'm gonna say it, you do not. Um, also, a really big thing is a lot of people work through their lunch hour. Oh, I, I just, that's one thing Amber's not doing. <laughs> I take my lunch like clockwork at the same time every day, unless something else is happening and I got to like move it around. But baby, I'm taking my lunch and whether I'm in the office or at home, oh, she's taking a lunch. It's a law. You have to take a lunch. And so there's no reason you should feel like you have to work through it simply because you're so busy and you have so much to do. Well, I mean, sorry, the law says I have to take a lunch. <laughs> I have to step away. Um, but also it is important to step away to clear your mind, right? So even not lunch, right? Say you're just, you've been working for three or four hours straight and you're like killing a file. You're just, you're going away at the computer. You're typing. You need a second to just step away and clear your mind, not think about what you're doing. I look at numbers all day and so for me, it's so important to walk away. And so I do that, you know, maybe two times out of the day and I'll go take a walk. I'll walk away. If I'm in the office, I'll walk away. I'll go walk around, go say hi to a couple of people that I love um, and check in on them, you know, take a five minute break and then come back and you get like, you're refreshed almost. Um, and so that's really important. I think you definitely need to know when to step away. So Take your lunch, but also step away for a second, even in the office. When you're at home, it's easier to do, right? Because no one is like over your shoulder. Um, but definitely when you're off in the office, take a walk. Go just take a walk around the building, go outside, get some fresh air, you know, flip through your phone, flip through Instagram for a little bit just to kind of give you a little balance, right? Um and then get back to what you're doing for your job. Um, that is definitely one way while you're working to have balance. Now, outside of that, right, I say, I'm done at five o'clock, I'm out, bye, deuces. Um, when you leave work, you leave work at work, right? When you go home, don't bring work home with you, especially if you have a partner, right? Because when you bring your work home with you, then it kind of complicates your relationship. And so definitely don't bring work home with you. And of course, there's sometimes that like things are stressful and you just got to vent and okay, understood. But on a normal basis, like that shouldn't be the case. Try to leave your work at work. 
Also, a nice happy hour will do. <laughs> I love a good happy hour and time with a good friend, right? Like a little gossip, even if it's just an hour phone call, just something to decompress, right? Something to help you decompress. So if that's not a drink and that's just a good drive with some music, oh my God, let me tell you. My drives home from work, I am sunroof open if it's warm enough or sometimes if it's cold, whatever. Sunroof open, music blasting, and I'm jamming. I know people look at me <laughs> that ride, that drive past me on the highway and they're like, this girl, like what is going on with her? And I'm like, yes, I'm living my best life right now. For this 30 minutes on my way home, I'm in a concert, okay? I'm Beyonce, I'm Mariah Carey, you know, I might be a little, little Kim. It depends, okay? And definitely, I'm Britney Spears. Like, I... All of that is happening in 30 minutes, okay? It's all happening. And I forget that I was even just at work. Like, that helps me, you know? Music is my thing. So if you have something that is your thing, do that. If that is a 30-minute, you know, decompression session, then have that because that definitely helps because by the time I get home, I'm like, I don't even want to get out of the car. Like I'm still going, I'm ready to like party and it could be a Monday, <laughs> but that is what helps me. And so if you have something like that, if you love music or, um, if you love podcasts, you can put on the A-list podcast because we will definitely help you get through your day. Um, or if you just like to listen to the radio, some people like to drive in peace and quiet. I do that also sometimes. Sometimes if my day was so annoying, I will just get in the car and I will drive and with nothing on. And I, my thoughts just go, right? But sometimes you need that because you just need to think through like, I didn't have a time, I didn't have a moment to think today. I didn't have a moment to like feel my feelings about anything because it's just so many things were happening. So that 30 minute drive home for me, it's quiet and me and my thoughts, you know? And so sometimes I like to be with my thoughts. Um, and that actually takes me into talking about being an ambivert. And what's so great about that is <laughs> Amber, Ambi, my name's in the word. So I'm like, I just embody the whole meaning of being an ambivert, but for those of you who do not know what an ambivert is, it is a person that is a mix between an extrovert and an introvert. So um, introverts are energized by their own inner thoughts and extroverts are fulfilled by focusing on other people and the outside world. I'm a mixture of both. Um, and what that really means is like, I can go out and feed off of other people's energy and be great and be the life of the party. I mean, Lord knows I can be the life of the party, right? Um, but then there's also times where like, I just prefer to be with me by myself in my room. Sometimes I don't even cut the TV on. I'm just like in my phone, I'm just chilling, like whatever. Like, so there's a balance there for me with socializing. Um, and there's, a saying that ambiverts are well-balanced. They, because we can turn on our charm when it's needed, but we also know when to pull back. And so um, 
it's the best of both worlds. <laughs> that doesn't mean that one is better than the other or being, you know, one way is better. It's just, um, if we're talking about balance, you know, um, that's the best way to be balanced within yourself, within your, the energy that you bring, you know, just knowing when to turn up and when to turn down. Okay. <laughs> um, and I do really, I enjoy people who are extroverts and I enjoy people who are introverts because I can identify with both. Um, and so there's nothing wrong with being any of the three, right? Um, but if you know yourself or if you don't know yourself, you just should look up what the definition of each of these are and figure out who you are and what environment you thrive best in because that can also help you with work and life balance, right? So if you know you're an introvert, right, and you're working in an office, maybe you figure out how to build up your own energy, right? Because introverts, they're energized by their own thoughts. And so that's when you need to like start looking into meditation and controlling your own thinking. That way, when you step into the office, you can be your best you, right? Now, if you're an extrovert, right, you're fulfilled by focusing on other people and that can be a little bit difficult because if the people around you are negative, then that's going to be a little bit tough, right? So I think if you are an extrovert or are just figuring out that you're an extrovert, you should definitely um, make sure the people that you do have around you are positive people um, because... Otherwise, I'm sure that will really truly affect you in the way that you show up. Um, and it's really important to show up in your best way as your best self. Okay, so the last thing that I will touch base on that I am like a huge advocate for and is literally my go-to thing is travel right? So I thrive off of getting away, right? The little times that I can step away from the things that I am doing with work help, but then there are times where I need literally to get away. And so traveling is my way of doing that. It's my way of recharging. It's my way of centering myself and coming back to who I am, sitting in my thoughts, like it's it's my meditation, it's my recharge. I mean, it's literally everything for me. So a lot of people um, that do know me or that follow me on Instagram, they do know that I do travel a lot. I mean, there was a point in time where I was probably somewhere twice a month, right? And Granted, that was pre nine to five. That was pre nine to five. I was working a more flexible job. I was a teacher. I could kind of come and go as I please, um, which was amazing. <laughs> Nothing short of it. I just think that, um, you know, I moved into a different time period where I wanted something else. So that's how I ended up at a nine to five. But travel is still important to me. And so now that I'm in a nine to five, obviously I'm not going away twice a month, 
but maybe once every three months, which is still, you know, often because there's not a lot of people that can just get up and do that. But if you can, you should. It's important. If you can't, um, there are small getaways. I'm also like a huge advocate for staycations, right? So if you live somewhere where there's nice hotels, get a room for one night and just pamper yourself. Go to the spa, kick out at the pool. I mean, there's ways to fulfill that need, right? But with that, um, I am going to share my top three places that I've been to outside of the country. So my first and most um, amazing <laughs> visited place is Paris. Um, there are lots of mixed reviews on Paris, right? Especially if you are one, an American, and two, a person of color. So Paris, I love. I've enjoyed. I mean, the type of person that I am, I like chic, I like classy, and Paris is all the above, right? So you're not getting anything other than. <laughs> um, so obviously, if you like the best of the best, if you like to dress up and look nice as a male or female, um, Paris is definitely a place that appreciates fashion, that appreciates style, um, and that appreciates class, okay? Um, so I'm going to share two hotels that I've stayed at while I've been in Paris. So the first one was the Pullman Paris. Uh, that's literally across the street from the Eiffel Tower, and it was great. Um, nice place, a little bit more kind of um, Americanized. Uh, it's also in a touristy area, and so that would be why I enjoyed it. I have no um, nothing negative to say except for that one night I ordered a chocolate a chocolate mousse, and I thought this was a damn chocolate mousse cake, and it was legit just mousse in a damn kettle, and I was upset about that. But I mean, that wasn't their fault. That was my fault because it didn't say cake. I just assumed it was a damn cake. So that's on me. Um, <laughs> but. If you get a room on the side where you can see the Eiffel Tower, which I had, literally, you can go out on your balcony and just watch the tower sparkle, and it's just so pretty. Take all your photos, Instagram-worthy, for sure. Um, the second time I went, I chose to do something a little bit more, let's say, Parisian feel. I wanted a little bit more of that you know, the second time around because the first time it was very touristy and I didn't want to be a tourist the second time because at this point I've been to Paris once, I'm basically Parisian. So why am I staying in a touristy area, right? Like, duh. So um, I stayed at Hotel Raphael. This is next door to or across the street from the peninsula, which is, I mean, like one of the great hotels in Paris. But Hotel Raphael, right? Beautiful. And it's giving you classic old school Paris. I mean, the detail, the the um, texture on the walls, the curtains. I mean, just the furniture. It's so beautiful. I mean, just it, it was so beautiful. Now, can I tell you this quick little experience that I had? Because 
there are many people who go to Paris that are um, of African descent and have experienced racism in a sense or some sort of prejudice. And I heard that a lot. And the first time I went, I didn't experience any of that. And I was like, I don't know what these people are talking about. Like, yeah, I don't know. The second time I went and I stayed at this hotel, right? Me being Parisian and all. (laughs) So a friend of mine, I went by myself and a friend of mine met me in Paris. And when she got there, I'm like, all right, we're going to go downstairs. We're going to have a couple of drinks at the bar. This is a small little hotel. It's really cute. And um, there is also a restaurant in there. And so I said, okay, our first night we're here easiest thing to do is let's have dinner at the restaurant downstairs. So we go down, we go sit at the bar, we have a couple of drinks. And so I figure, well, while we're here, let's make a reservation. So the waiter comes up and he brings us our drinks and I proceed to ask him, can we make a reservation for the restaurant? Do you know this man looked at me And then looked at my friend and he said, no. (laughs) So of course me, I'm like, oh, (laughs) sorry. There must be a a language barrier here. Sorry. Um, We want to make a reservation for the restaurant. And and he's like, no. (laughs) So I'm thinking, okay, maybe he means it's booked up. There's no available uh, reservation. So I ask him and he looks at me and he's like no and I was like what I'm like okay whatever he walks away he goes and talks to what I assume was the manager obviously they're talking about us so they say something and then he comes back and he goes are you two staying here and I look and I'm like yeah like why are we sitting here at the bar in the hotel I mean I know people do that but like really? Like, we're not from here. It's obvious we're American. So, um, and he's like, okay, hold on one second. Goes back and talks to this guy. And then he comes back and he's like, okay, what time would you like to make a reservation for? And I look, I'm like, excuse me. (laughs) And that was the very moment I realized that we were definitely stereotyped or whatever you want to call it. I don't want to say it was racism. I have no idea, but definitely there was some uh, prejudging happening there, right? Obviously, he assumed we didn't stay at that hotel because we couldn't afford it because the hotel was, you know, it was a five-star hotel. It's a nice hotel. So maybe he just assumed we were trying to hang out there to meet people. I don't know, but that's not what this girl does. So I made the reservation, And then when we left, I was like, we're not going. I made the reservation just to make it and then not show up because how dare you? Excuse me? Like what? (laughs) Absolutely not. It's not happening. So anyway, that was my one and only experience or not only, I will say that same trip, we met a local and we made friends and he took us around town and he like was basically our tour guide and took us to what would be like a local restaurant, right? So we're in an area now where like there's no tourists. These are where the locals hang out. And we go to this restaurant. Oh my God. The entire time we were sitting there eating, the white people 
were staring, like, I'm talking, like, obnoxiously staring and not just, like, I can't explain it. Like, the, the couple next to us were just directly in our face, like, just looking at us, like, like they've never seen a black person before. And it was the oddest thing. And and I I go many places and it just, this was, this was, I was in awe. It was insane. So ultimately, I wouldn't say let that deter you from um, visiting Paris because it is a magical place and it's so beautiful. But what I will say is, is don't, um, don't allow, even if you end up having that experience, don't allow it to affect your trip because I definitely did not because baby, I'm fabulous. So they're going to stare regardless. I mean, people stare at me anyway. So I just, you know, it's regular, but it was just a little weird that there was no, like, they didn't care that they were staring and that I saw them staring. So, but you know what? I still love Paris and I will still go. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, second place, second greatest place I've been outside of the country was Tulum. I mean, Tulum, ugh, freaking amazing. I mean, I can, there's a full list of everything I can say about it. What I'll just say is if you like remote and if you like the option to be serene and quiet and relaxing, but also be able to have the party as well, ugh, Tulum is the best place ever. Oh my God. I'm just going to leave it at that. You should check it out. I stayed at B Tulum, which is where majority of like the celebrities or like A-listers would say. I'm not going to say Instagram folk because they like to go to Azleek. But um, yeah, B Tulum is definitely where you're going to get the classier people. Um, and then my third and final is Cabo. I just recently went to Cabo for Christmas and we stayed at the Nobu and it literally was the time of my life. I mean, I felt like I was on a honeymoon. I mean, it was just amazing. You, you didn't have to leave. You're assigned a personal concierge for your entire trip. And I'd love that. <laughs> Someone to text whenever you need something. I'm like, Hey, we need this. We need that. Can you book this activity? I mean, it was just, it was amazing. And so I've ultimately decided that that is going to be my, um, Christmas trip every year, or if not every year, maybe every other year, it depends on like, you know, how things go, because who knows, you know? Anyway, the point of this is get away. Even if you can't go way far, go somewhere close, go to the city um, closest to you and just stay for a night or two. Um, Priceline has great prices on hotels. And so there's ways to make it happen even on a budget. Okay. And that sums up my suggestions for creating that ideal work-life balance. Make sure you step away, even if it's for a minute in the day, just to recharge. If you're driving home, do what works for you to have that decompression session, right? And get away. Take that trip, sis. Make sure you make time for you. If it's out of the country, across the country, or down the street, baby, it's necessary. Take time for you. Make sure you're good recharge, decompress, and be your best. And if you'd like to continue this discussion further or have any suggestions how to create that work-life balance, make sure you leave comments in the comment section and follow our IG account at the A-List Podcast underscore. Thanks for listening.